0: Hallelujah, Lord we thank you for your word, your word is forever settled in heaven, that you sent your word and it healed them and delivered them from their destructions, there's healing in your word, so we receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save and heal deliver, restore our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions changed by the engrafted Word, that we're not hearers only, but we act upon your Word. We're doers of your Word, and we are blessed. Lord, we thank you that your Word works mightily and effectually in us who believe. Hallelujah. So we thank you for supernatural results today, fresh revelation. Fresh application bring to our remembrance, Amen. We'll do and act upon your word in Jesus' name. Everybody I said Amen. Amen, Amen, you can be seated if you want to. We're glad to have uh, Patrick and D come with us on this trip for this morning, and then tonight at six uh, o'clock we're going to have Holy Ghost meeting tonight at six. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's see a bunch of places we can look and open, our, uh, uh, open the Word and look at the Scriptures. Uh, but I'd just soon start with Hebrews 13, 15. I would just as soon start there. And uh, Hebrews 13, 15 is a part of all the Scriptures in Hebrews that talk about holding fast to your confession of faith. So, you have Hebrews 4.14. We are instructed to hold fast. Don't turn loose of it. Be conscious of the importance of it. Hold fast to your confession of faith. Uh, If you go on to Hebrews 10, it says, Hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering. Without wavering. Everybody say, no wavering allowed. That means say the same thing. The word confession, is just simply means you're just going to keep saying the same thing or agreeing with God, so to speak, your confession. Hold on tight. Amen. Um, on Monday night, we're going to go to the rodeo. Uh, they got me some tickets to the rodeo. Thank you, Pastor Dave and Vicky. And uh, so, uh, I've been wanting to go for years. So, I get to go to the great rodeo here. And I uh, always wanted to be a cowboy growing up. And I uh, had some horses, got thrown a few times <laughs> as a 12 years old and uh, hold on tight. And so I enjoy the bull riding because you can see on the big screen how tight they're holding on. And, uh, and they really only have to hold on for eight seconds. Eight seconds. Hmm. The problem with us is we have to hold on and never turn loose. <laughs> Amen. Just keep going on all day long. Hold fast all your life long. Uh, Kenneth Hagan or Dad Hagin taught us faith, and he said, it's one of the most important, significant, and valuable teachings in all the Word of God is holding on to your confession of faith. Don't turn loose of it. Amen? So he said, I could preach 60 days in a row, 60 different sermons on the importance of the confession of your faith and always cover new material. Well, when I heard him say that, I thought, well, I don't think I've got 60 sermons on it. I might have two. And I figured I better find some more sermons on the confession of your faith. He said it's one of the most valuable, important, significant lessons in all the Word of God, and you hear so little about it. Maybe not among our group. We're in the Word of Faith group, but among most churches, you may go for years and never hear one sermon on Hebrews 4.14. What's the instruction? Hold fast. Hold on tight. Don't turn loose of it. That means... When you begin to make your confession of faith, then the devil will always challenge that. Always challenge it. In other words, your confession of faith and you're agreeing with God and your circumstances may look totally different. But you say, I'm going to keep agreeing with God that I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have and I can do what God says I can do. And so uh, the word in the Hebrews is the word profession which simply means you need to be a professional at faith, a professional, amen? And I always use the illustration that, uh, you know, if you were gonna have uh, serious surgery, you wouldn't want your surgeon to show up with a lawnmower and a weed eater pulling a trailer. No, you want somebody that's professional at it. They don't have to do lawns on the side, especially if they're going to work on your brain. No, you want somebody that comes in a jet. Amen. You want somebody that comes comes up in a Mercedes. You say, that means he's really good at his work. Everybody say, I'm a professional at faith. That means no matter what else you do in your life, you you work and study faith until that becomes the... uh, That becomes the most important part of your life is you live by faith. You walk by faith. You overcome by faith. And John said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even your faith. Amen. And so you're living by faith. Uh, You must have a confession of faith. There is no faith without a confession. There is no faith without words speaking. Amen. Amen. So hold fast to your confession of faith. So you start that in Hebrews four fourteen, and then uh, you say, "Well, what's your initial confession of faith?" Romans chapter ten, Romans chapter ten, verse nine and ten, right there in verse nine and ten. In other words, your initial confession is that Jesus is Lord. What does that mean He's the master? He's the champion? He's the undisputed heavyweight champion of the universe. He descended to the lowest place. He ascended to the highest place that he might be Lord of everything, everywhere. Amen. Amen. Dad Hagen said, Jesus is Lord, your confession of faith. He said, uh, sometimes you say it just so the devil will hear you saying it. Amen. In other words, your confession registers in heaven. It also registers in your heart, but it also registers on every devil and every demon that may be coming against your life. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is Lord. He is my Lord, my Savior, my Redeemer, my righteousness. Amen. And when I declare that, what am I? I'm letting the devil know. That he can no longer dominate me, that sin can't dominate me, old habits can't dominate me, fear cannot dominate me. Come on, sickness cannot dominate me, poverty or lack cannot dominate me. Jesus is my Lord. He is Lord. So we know that's the initial confession. It is the one confession that will get keep you out of hell i said it'll keep you out of hell you ought to know that one real well jesus is lord amen that's how you're saved so romans 10 9 and 10 says that if thou shalt confess very interesting how many times the word confess confession uh when when really if uh you talk to most christians they'd think you're confessing your sin or confessing your failure But you can confess your sin all day long, still not be saved. Are y'all still here? (laughs) It's the confession of your faith that is made unto salvation. So you confess with your mouth what Jesus is Lord. You say, well, that's my initial confession as a Christian, but my continual confession, hold fast to that confession. You say, why? Well, you know he's your Lord. You know that you're saved. But how many ever woke up and didn't feel saved? I don't know. We got some people in here that don't want to tell the truth. But I said, how many ever woke up and didn't feel saved? How many are ever in traffic and didn't feel saved? (laughs) And so, how many glad that you're not saved by your feelings? No, you're saved by your confession. Your confession of faith. So no matter how you feel, you may not even feel forgiven. Well, i I tell you, that's a good one right there. Come on. Some people say, well, I confess my sin, ask the Lord to forgive me. I said, how many times? Oh, it's about days, weeks, months, years. You only required one. God said, I forgive you and forget you ever did anything wrong. So what's your confession? I'm totally forgiven, hallelujah. Matter of fact, I've been cleansed from all sin and all unrighteous. Matter of fact, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. You you say, but I, I don't feel forgiven. That has absolutely nothing to do with it. Do you feel married? Come on, you're still married whether you feel married or not you don't believe it, talk to the judge, and she gets 50% of everything. So, so you you don't have to feel married. <laughs> Everybody say faith. My confession of faith that I don't live by my feelings. I live by my confession of faith. Amen. Amen? So he says not only is that your initial confession, but he said uh, that's your continual confession. And you've got about 10 other facets of that that come out of that, which would include the confession of the blood of Jesus. Amen? The blood of Jesus. Come on, just any time during the day, make a bold confession. The blood of Jesus cleanses me from all sin, from all unrighteousness. Sin cannot dominate me. I'm washed in the blood. I'm cleansed by the blood. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I said, what, what's your confession? Amen. Amen. So you've got confession of the blood. Sometimes I, I have to make the confession that the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I'm quick to forgive, and I freely forgive, and I'm freely forgiven, hallelujah, I, so I, I forgive others, and don't take three months, I can forgive them right now, because I got the love of God in my heart by the Holy Ghost, and that loves in me. Did you feel that way? No, I didn't feel that way. I'm mean, glad you don't go by your feelings. Amen. So your confession uh, of faith, he says, hold fast to that, so go back to Romans 10 that if you confess with your mouth, amen? Did you, do you understand this? Yes. He's not just talking to sinners here. Let's try that again. I said he's not just talking to sinners here. Yes. Hebrews, he's not just talking to sinners. In other words, this is your initial confession and is a confession of the triumph of Christ and the victory that Jesus got for us over death, hell, and the grave, your confession that Jesus is Lord. My, you ought to say that at least 10 times a day. Jesus is my Lord. Man, I've been delivered from the power of darkness. I've been translated into the kingdom of the Son of God. So Jesus is my Lord. Amen. And believe in your heart. Just let it register on the inside of you that God raised him from the dead. What happened when he was raised from the dead? Romans 4.25 says he was delivered up because of our sin and was raised when we were declared righteous. You said, well, I don't feel righteous. It has nothing to do with it. Let's try it one more. I said it has absolutely nothing to do with how you feel. You just believe in your heart God raised you from dead. That means he went to the cross, took my sin, and he was raised when I was declared righteous. Or you could say it this way. He was not raised until the penalty for sin was paid in full and you were declared righteous. All right, let's try that one more time. I confess with my mouth. Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart. God raised him from the dead, and he is alive. Come on. All right, go to Romans 10.10. This is taking longer than I thought, but at least y'all are paying attention. Romans (laughs) 10.10. For with the heart. I'm glad that you don't believe with your head. Amen, because your head can have all kinds of stuff flying right through your head. Amen. But your heart, with a heart, man believes unto what? Righteousness. And with a mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Or you could say it this way, it is the confession of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that actually precedes the experience of salvation. In other words, you don't wait till you feel saved. I said, you don't wait till you feel saved. He said, your confession actually precedes salvation. And if it precedes salvation, it actually precedes everything salvation includes. so That means it would precede the confession of your healing. Somebody said, well, you don't look healed. Come on, you don't feel healed. You say, but my confession precedes my healing. So I'm saying I am healed because I'm just agreeing with God. Is it okay if I agree with God? Say, well, you look like you're lying. The problem is God can't lie, and I'm agreeing with God. Go talk to him about it. I am healed. I am blessed. I am saved. Come on now. I am righteous. I'm agreeing with God. So my confession precedes the act of salvation or the experience of salvation. The confession precedes being filled with the Holy Ghost. I believe I receive the Holy Spirit. He lives on the inside of me. All the, all the time, and I yield to him, and he will think through my mind and speak through my lips, and he will magnify Jesus in a way that I never could without his help. I've got the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Are y'all still here? In other words, the confession precedes the, the salvation where the Spirit of God acts on your spirit and recreates it. And your confession precedes the experience of that. All right, let's try that one more time. You confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Well, well, I did that, right? Come on, I stick with that. But then I started, uh, you know, making some other confessions that agree with that. What would that be? I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out. Man, I'm the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Come on, I'm washed in the blood, I'm redeemed by the blood, cleansed by the blood, I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Hallelujah. He said, when does that work for you? He said it works all the time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The problem is people sometimes know stuff that they don't do. They don't practice it. In other words, it is that confession, which is a spiritual law in the kingdom of God that produces the salvation in your life, Amen. that confession. Praise the Lord. Y'all got that? Amen. Amen. Everybody say, Jesus is my Lord. Jesus he is my Lord. healer. He's my redeemer. He's my righteousness. righteousness. He, lives he lives in me. And the same spirit Amen. that raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of me right now. I don't feel much, but I don't have to feel much. It is my confession that creates the reality of my possession. So my confession precedes my possession. So my confession, and I say, I got it right now. I have it now. I have it right now. I am saved right now. Come on, don't. This, this could be before coffee or after coffee. What is your confession? Amen. Amen. So if you're going to live by faith, then you're living by your confession of faith. Praise the Lord. Now, that don't mean you don't have any feelings. Everybody's got feelings. Come on. Feelings, nothing more than feelings. So, everybody's got some feelings. Appealings, nothing more than feelings, a far side comment. So, you got feelings. How many different kinds of feelings have you had this morning? I'm sure glad you're not all of those. How many different kind of feelings have you had in the last 24 hours? Are you all still here? And so once you understand victory and how faith works, then you don't always ask people how they're feeling, especially in critical times. Amen. When Trina was in the hospital with brain tumor, eight days, and then that tumor disappeared. Not once did I walk in the room and say, how you feeling? Actually, I had a sign on the wall that said, no wavering allowed. I'm tough, man. I'm tough. You say, well, she having pain? I knew she was having pain. I said, what's your confession? "Woo, Jesus is Lord. By his stripes, I'm healed. Amen. What about other kind of feelings? People say, well, how are you feeling? I say, well, I'm not denying that I have feelings, but I'm feeling the way Jesus was feeling when he overcame this feeling. Well, I got his life in me, so I'm going to overcome the feeling the same way he overcame the feeling. How did he overcome the feeling? Well, read the four Gospels. He's constantly confessing his identity. People say, I just want to follow the Lord. Then you need to have a strong confession all the time of your identity, who you are in Christ, amen, where you came from, what produced that, where you're going. Jesus was constantly I mean, he never was like. People say, "Who do you? Who are you?" And he goes, "Well, I'm kind of struggling with it right now, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, I feel like I might be the son of God. No, no. I mean, I just need a couple more angels to sing again. No, Jesus just made a bold confession. This is who I am. Deal with it. I ain't changing it. This is who I am. This is where I came from, and this is where I'm going. And there ain't no devil going to stop it. There ain't no Pharisees going to stop it. The whole Roman Empire can't stop it. All right, let's keep going here. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The blood of Jesus purges me from every defilement of the enemy. Smith Wigglesworth said, there is not one thing in me the blood does not cleanse. All right, let's try that one more time. The blood of Jesus purges me from every defilement of the enemy. What's your confession? There is not one thing in me the blood does not cleanse. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus prevents deception and aborts every attempt of the enemy to deceive me. Let's try one more time. The blood of Jesus prevents deception. Come on, all the voices. Come on, all the feelings, all the emotions. But my confession rules them all. Praise the Lord. Lord. Amen. Amen. By his own blood, the Lord Jesus has sanctified me. He's taken complete possession of me for God. I belong entirely to God. I'm God's property. I belong to God. He is my father, and he takes care of me in grand style. Right, let's try one I said, he's my father. Yes. He takes care of me in grand style. Yes. Come on, I've been saying this since I was 17. My father God takes care of me in grand style. I drive the best, wear the best, eat the best, live in the best. Amen. I give the best. Amen. Come on, I drive the best, wear the best. Come on now. Whoops, whoops. I started flying the best. I got my own jet. Are y'all still here? Your confession will always bring you into possession. All right, let's try that. I said, your confession will produce the possession. What are you going to say? And you declare that and hold on tight to it. So when you see the the big bull riding contest out here, and they got the big screen, and that cowboy is getting on that bull, we going for a ride. (laughs) So you see what? He ain't in no hurry. I said, he ain't no hurry. He don't go, all right, I'm ready. He can just jump on there and go, let's go, baby. No, man, he's getting on there slow. He gets that rope and he goes, one, bam, two, and he smashes it in his hand. And he's going like this. Now, let me tell you this. If you're going to live by faith, you fix to go for a ride. All right, let's try it again. Come on. I said, you fix to go for a ride, and it ain't no eight-second ride. Come on. This is the rest of your life. Amen? So when you get your confession in the morning, you got it written down, and you just wrap that in your hand. Bam, hit that. Say, let's go. Don't leave the house. I said, don't leave the house till you wrap it around your hand and say, let's go. Open the gate. Praise the Lord. So you know what they work on? They work, you see how big their forearm is? you got to hold yourself on with one hand and your forearm. Come on, so if if you could see, if they didn't have their shirt on, you'd see this would have a gigantic forearm right there. Now, if you're an NFL player, you have a big old neck, you know, if you're a (laughs) linebacker. You bull rider, you got a big forearm. You can have no skinny forearm. you got some practice at this. Come on, wrap it up in your hand, hold on, and say, let's go for a ride because I plan on winning this. Ha-ha. All right, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Praise what is your confession? Are you holding fast to it? I said, are you holding fast to it? It makes you conscious of the triumph of Christ. It doesn't make you confession conscious. You don't get up and go, I need to make my confession, confession, confession. I'm going to make my confession. No, your confession makes you God conscious. Praise the Lord. God inside minded. Praise the Lord. Amen. So Hebrews 4.14, what does it say? I guess we're going to have to start over. (laughs) Hebrews 4.14 says what? Seeing then we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us do what? Amplified says what? Let us hold fast the confession of our faith in him. No matter what's going on in your life. Amen. Now go on to Hebrews 10, 23. He says, hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering, and then it throws this in, because he is faithful, that promise. So God tells us to do one thing. What's that? Hold fast your confession of faith. And then he says, and now God is faithful for every promise that he's given you. Oh, man, that means my confession is made unto uh, salvation. Our confession precedes the possession of that thing. In other words, you confess your way there. Yes. Amen? And he says, hold on tight. All right, where's the next one at? Hebrews ten twenty-three. Praise the Lord. I really want to read some of this here now. I'll come back to this other because we, we can finish this the next service. I don't know maybe people respond better than next service. I'm waiting on them. Anyway, I said, maybe people respond better than next service. Y'all can't do no better than that. Praise the Lord. If your faith don't move your mouth, it ain't going to move your mountain. So, if you're too lazy to move your mouth, then your situation going to stay the same. But if you can just move your mouth, come on. He said, you have what you say. Mountains will have to move and giant killing stuff. All of that is based on your confession of faith. All that's based on you moving your mouth. And if you can't move it at church, I just don't know what you're going to do at the house. Amen, Dad. Hey, you know. Listen to his training, teaching on faith, and he said, uh, he said, if if my faith was not growing, I'd be concerned. In other words, if I'm not seeing better scenery and mountains aren't moving, I'd be concerned. So when he said that, I said, I'm concerned. In other words, uh, you know so much about faith and illustration I always use is my grandson Gavin when I threw him in the deep end in the swimming pool. He was about, whatever, four years old or something. And we have a swimming pool in the backyard, so here comes the grandkids to come visit, and they ran right in the backyard. I happened to be standing by the deep end. You haven't come, poppy, 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 I can swim, poppy, I can swim, poppy, I can swim. I knew he couldn't swim. He could swim in the shallow end, but that ain't swimming. That's walking. (laughs) Well, we sent him to lessons. I always paid for the lessons. So I've been telling him he needed to take some more lessons. He didn't want to. He didn't want to take no more lessons. So he did, I can swim. So his dad comes up, that's right, Poppy. He can swim. He's trying to encourage him. I believe in encouragement, but also believe in being able to swim. (laughs) So he comes running up. I was standing right by the diving boat right at the deep end. And so I didn't want to argue no more about it. So I just grabbed him and said, Gavin, show Poppy how you can swim. And I just dumped him in the deep end. So his daddy got like a surprise. Look, why are you looking at me surprised? You said he can swim. (laughs) Is this positive thinking or is this going to (laughs) work? So down Gavin, Gavin goes down. He's sinking. But while he's sinking, he's making swimming motions. But he's still sinking while he's making swimming motions. Some people making faith motions. All right, let's keep going here. I said, come on, let me make a couple of faith motions today. Are you fixing to drown, Nodhead, if you don't know how to swim? So you're going to have to go back to lessons. You said, why would you come here? To give you another lesson. In other words, if you're sinking, swimming was designed so you would not sink. Amen. And faith was designed for you to overcome. Come on, faith was designed for you to win. Come on, win in your spirit, win in your mind, win in your body, win in your health. Come on, win, win in your family, win. This is designed to win. Come on, even Nacho Libre wants to win. So you throw him in the water, and now he's sinking. So I told his daddy, I said, if I was you, I'd jump in there and save him. So he gave me the phone, he gave me his wallet, and he jumped in, pulled Gavin up. I said, I told you he can't swim. No arguing here. Take him back the lessons and I will pay. And there will be another test. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> Some of y'all have been making faith motions for years. Listen, we're interested in swimming here. We're interested in our faith overcoming. And it is essential for your confession to work, for your faith to work. Amen. Essential. Your faith cannot work without a confession of faith. Amen. So I didn't just, you know, a pastor and teach the church this. I taught my kids. I said, look at your daddy teach you how to live by faith. Whoa, they've had some great opportunities. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many believe you're going to have some great opportunities? So your confession of faith. Amen. Praise the Lord. Then that takes you right to Hebrews 13, 15. So go on, go on to Hebrews 13, 15. I'll come back to this. By him, therefore, praise the Lord. That means by Christ, through him, by him, because of him, in him, by him. Therefore, let us what? Offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Now, and look at that. It says confess and glorify his name because he says this. Let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of your what? So this don't work in your heart. This don't work in your head. You're going to have to open your mouth. Come on, your lips were not just put there so you could pucker. Come on. Because I've seen some of y'all puckering on Facebook. Let me tell you, your, your lips were not put there so you could pucker. In other words, your lips will give you victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Amen. He says the fruit of your lips. Praise the Lord. Giving thanks to his name, and surprising enough, giving thanks is the same identical word as confession. That's in Romans 10, 9 and 10. Praise the Lord. Giving thanks to his name. And then when he uses the word sacrifice, used in the book of Hebrews over and over, Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, his blood, the blood of the New Testament, when he says the sacrifice of praise, he's not saying to do that, you know, praise, just give a sacrifice even if you don't feel like it. That's not what he's saying there. He's saying your confession and your praise brings you right into the reality of the perfect sacrifice. praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. What am I doing? The perfect sacrifice is what Jesus did on the cross with his blood and at my house. Glory to God. While I'm praising God, I can do a reenactment of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ with my words and my confession. Hallelujah. And a sacrifice of praise. How often are we supposed to do that? He says continually. He said continually, the sacrifice of your praise, how often? Continually. Now, um, my mama is the the perfect example. My mama, um, she was the most uninhibited praiser I've ever been around. My mama, actually, I don't know if you know Billy Brim or not, but she kind of reminds me of Billy Bram. she gonna like, pull her handkerchief out and go, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It ain't pretty. I think y'all would praise more if you could just be pretty enough and do it, you know. Praise. I'd be sure everybody thinks I'm pretty. Now, your battle's going to be ugly, so you better be willing to get ugly. Come on. Get get your handkerchief out and walk around the house. Go praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. I overcome by that blood. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise, and I magnify the Lord in the house. Come on. While you're praising, it is that praise. Praise, come on, that confession that precedes possession. Woo! I said it precedes possession. How are you going to get to the possession? Open your mouth. Praise God. Glory to God. Come on, hallelujah. Confessing who you are in Christ. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm not interested in swimming motion. I said, I'm not interested in making faith motions. I'm as interested in what? Moving mountains, killing giants, hallelujah, overcoming, and you're going to have to get your mouth moving. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, if you get ugly no matter how, I don't know, you'd have so many miracles. Everybody would be wondering what you got. I'm not going to say what just went through my mind. I'm going to tell you this. (laughs) Y'all come back to this church after I leave, but I'm going to tell you this. You ain't that pretty anyhow. So let's just keep going here. You might as well get ugly and start praising God. Hallelujah. Giving glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'm redeemed by the blood. Hallelujah. Jesus is my Lord. Glory to God. This is the victory, amen. No longer I that live. It is Christ that lives on the inside of me. Praise the Lord. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Well, go ahead and praise the Lord a while, thank you, Lord. Woo, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Ha, 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 amen. Woo, praise God, praise the Lord. Come on now, eyes raised, eyes raised like this. Come on, I get up in the morning, my mama have on her pink robe, couple of coffee stains. It ain't cute, I could tell you that. She'll be having on that pink robe and she'll be walking around the house. Listen, this ain't tough. This is real easy. You don't even have to be real smart to do this. Don't look around right now. (laughs) My mama walk around the house in the morning. She had a low voice in the morning. She go, praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Well, come on, y'all. Your faith engine had been cranked in months. In other words, she's just cranking it right now. You're going, praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. I apply the blood. (laughs) She called my name. Imagine that. I apply the blood over all the kids, amen, My grandkids. I plead the blood right now. I have faith in the blood. Come on. You say, well, I'm thinking that. No, he said it's going to have to come out your mouth. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Jesus is Lord. I'm redeemed by his blood. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness, God. Thank you, Lord. Woo. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on every morning, 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 every morning. Come if you happen to come by at noon. She'd be in the kitchen cooking or whatever. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I've been delivered from the power of darkness. I've been translated into the kingdom of the Son of God. Praise the Lord. In him I have redemption through his blood. You say, what's happening? It is my confession that has taken me right to the experience of deliverance and safety and healing and preservation and soundness and the blessing of the Lord. Praise God. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come of you walk in there. What's wrong with you? You can't say nothing. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah! Come on, if it's that hard for you to do at church, what y'all what y'all been doing at the house? I mean, praise the Lord, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. So I'm afraid I might not be too cute while I'm doing that. Well, you'll look a lot better when salvation shows up, Amen, and deliverance and blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Say, what you doing? I'm holding fast to my confession, baby. I don't know how long this ride's going to be, but I'm holding on tight. It's the one thing I cannot eliminate. No matter how I feel or how things look, come on. Dad Higgins said, even if failure is on all four corners, you hold fast to your confession of faith. Praise the Lord. Come on, no matter what it looks like or what you feel like. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Jesus is my Lord. Come on. Jesus is Lord. He is my Redeemer. Hallelujah. His victory is my victory. Praise the Lord. Jesus is Lord. Now laugh for a minute and say, ha, ha. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You're going to have to get ugly for Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Victory is mine. You're my redeemer. You're my healer. By your stripes I was healed. Healing belongs to me. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of me. The Holy Ghost working in my spirit. He works in my mind. He works in my brain. He works in my bones, in my bone marrow. Hallelujah. He's working in every part of me. He lives on the inside of me. Ha, come on. You may be the only one in Walmart that looks that way when you come in like that. You look different. You live by your confession. You don't live by your feelings. Woo If you're having a hard time loving somebody. How many of you ever had a hard time loving somebody? Bunch of, I'm telling you, we need like some people here that'll start telling the truth. How many of you ever had a hard time loving somebody? Boy, I have. I mean, that's a tough test to love somebody. You're like, boy, I'd like to smack them in the mouth, And that you say what? The love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. Amen. I am patient. I am kind. I am quick to forgive. Brother Hagin would say, I'm going to walk in love whether anybody else does or not. Let's try that one more time. I'm going to walk in love whether anybody else does or not. Matter of fact, when you're walking in love, you ain't even worried about whether they love you back or not. Oh come on! He said, "I tried that and they didn't love me back." No, you, they don't have to love you back. Amen. You just got to love them. Amen. And forgive them. I freely forgive them. As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to think about. How many ever the thought come to your mind? That came from the devil. In other words, that thought comes to your mind. And you say, "I'm not even going to think about that." Jesus. Praise the Lord. You said, "What happens when you walk in love?" You're the one that wins, man. I said, you're the one that wins. If you want to be the one that wins, forgive first. Sometimes you have to say it. You say, I freely forgive them. I'm not going to hold no grudges about it. I'm not going to entertain thoughts about it. I love them. I surround them with love right now, and I forgive them. woo Brother Hagan, he taught us that. I was in that meeting. He taught us, now your confession about your love walk. And so he went over, and then he said, I don't want anybody to stand up that's been holding a grudge against somebody. Well, I said, well, I'm not going to stand up. I'm not in the preacher section here. I don't have to stand up. <laughs> that's embarrassing if you're in the preacher section, you know. And he tells you, you've got to forgive somebody. So finally, I just, I just stood up. It's me. Then I saw a bunch of other people. I thought, well, at least I ain't alone. (laughs) We made a confession of love, amen, forgiveness, and the presence of God just began to multiply. I went home. I had a harvest, a blessing like you ain't never seen before. It just hit me. And the Lord said to me, he said, if you knew how expensive your unforgiveness was, all right, let's try. If you knew how expensive your unforgiveness would look, because it hinders your faith from working. He said, You'd forgive fast. Let's try that again. I said, I'm forgiving fast. Amen. I forgive fast. Praise the Lord. Well, did y'all learn anything this morning? What is it that precedes salvation? Confession is made unto salvation. Woo! Give the Lord a shout. Praise the Lord.